Good Friday morning, guys. Jerry Miller, and welcome to Real Talk with Keith Smith. Thank you kindly for joining us. Great to connect with you on a good Friday here in Charlottesville in Central Virginia. A pleasure to chitter-chatter real estate life and the pursuit of happiness on a program presented by Yes Realty Partners and Keller Williams Alliance. Judah Wickhauer should get significant props anytime we do a program. I tried to do that at the beginning of the show, so I don't forget Judah Wickhauer our director. If you can go to the studio camera and wel welcome our, is it Keith, Judah? Who, who, who's sitting across from me today? Is it Keith? Today's Keith. Just happened to have some. Is that Keith? Could what, be. Does Could the Easter money have a name, Judah? Who is that? Eek is called Keith. Okay. There's Keith. Keith is here. I, Keith I'm is here. I am super disappointed. I was really all pumped for the Easter bunny suit, but our friends at Amazon could not coordinate delivery. It was supposed to show up yesterday, and apparently it is not showing up Wednesday after Easter. Oh. And I'm like, well, what the F? Well, are you going to save it or are you going to get your money back? Oh, I've already canceled it. Cancel the order? Sent, sent it back. I'm going to get my money back. What's the sense of having an Easter bunny suit after Easter? Mm. Go figure. Amazon, shame on you. The Cadbury eggs will be going to Keith's belly instead of Jeff Bezos' belly. Your colleague at Lake Monticello, Maggie Gunnels, hey, is Maggie. giving you props. She hey, adores the ears you are wearing Thank right you. now. Um, it's a good Friday today. The Masters is on. The weekend around the corner. Allergy season has sprung. Inventory still a shortage. Demand at a near all-time high in Central Virginia. And every week is a different week here on Real Talk with Keith Smith. Well, we just did the show. Goodbye. <laughs> every week is a different week. Yeah, every, every week. Well, it's every week. And I'll tell you what, I was thinking all, all week long, I think it was on Monday, one of the viewers that said they show up for the data and stay for, I think, the bunny ears. Uh, I think he said, I, I listen for the real estate, but I stay for the chatter or the jokes or the conversation, something along yeah, those yeah. lines. The dad jokes. I think it's yeah. the totally the dad jokes. I don't think he said dad jokes. I don't no, think I know anyone that. is. I'm making yeah. it up as I go along. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Keep up with me, will you? Yeah, not the dad jokes. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of which, as uh, soon as I finish the show today, i got to run up to Richmond and see if we're going to get house number 11 for the kids. 11 offers. We are on our 11th contract. 11th house. Well, we'll find out. Super dad, Keith Smith. With He's the bunny a realtor. Ears. With the bunny ears. He's a realtor. That's what he does for a living. Helps people buy and sell homes. One and of I'm his favorite clients, maybe his most favorite, favorite his you know, daughter from Seattle. She has a two, three-month-old? Oh, to, today, uh, Little Ravenna's turning three months. Three months old. Today's a seven. They're moving from Seattle mm -hmm. um, to follow his son-in-law, Houston, uh, who's taking a heavy-hitter job as a doctor in Richmond's medical Anesthesiologist. Team. Anesthesiologist. Making some bank, Houston. Congratulations. Well, I would hope so after 12 years. I mean, 12 years in school yeah. and considerable student debt. The man deserves to make a good yeah, chunk yeah, of money. Yeah. Plus, he's living with my daughter. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> me. Yes, he knows me. In That's a it. small me. apartment in Seattle. Yeah, well, I got to tell with you. With a three-month-old. that they, they are all about the small. She sent me on the show, it was Wednesday, like a 750-square-foot yeah. house for like 400 grand in the fan. And she goes, yeah, we can do that. And I said, no. Once, you're, uh, once the granddaughter gets moving, all about the small is going to be an issue. Well, particularly since um, I think at some point we'll have a number two and, yeah. or, or, right. or, more, or more. So 11 homes, what's the mood? Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because um, – She's actually the one that's been encouraging me okay. on this. She was like, okay, I'm in for the long haul. You know, let other people take a time out. We're staying in. They're in, they're in, they're in the game. They're, they're showing up to play um, as the masters are on, this, on our left and your right over there. You know, they're showing up to play, and they're, making, they're, they're not giving up, and they're making deals. And, and it's funny. This one that we're going to look at I feel really good about um, and actually, I heard the first time from her, I'm in love with this house. Whoa. So, you know, maybe this might work. And, and if it does work, you know, it's everything that she wants. It's walking distance to coffee, food. It's right next to Bryant Park. Oh. So she can walk to Bryant Park. Very nicely done. It's right next to a, well, we got to get it. Is the Richmond market more competitive than the Charlottesville market right now? Man, that's a great question. Um, Yes and maybe no yes, right? I, okay. I, I need to go back to my six things that everybody, 
I do too much of. If you're trying to get into the west end of Richmond, it's more competitive. The, than the location matters. Right I think the difference in Richmond and here, four or five blocks make a huge difference. Right in Richmond, here, you know the the, the neighborhoods are much. The, the, it's interesting. We're smaller, but the neighborhoods are bigger, right? You don't have that huge change of blocks. But in certain parts of Richmond, if you go two or three blocks one way or the other, I mean, it just changes, like, from one extreme to to another. And, and uh, you know, it's from huge homes to small homes or to high-dollar homes to less-dollar dollar homes. So it's, it's a little bit – it's a f- more finesse. I think in the Richmond market than here. Here needs a lot of finesse, and we're going to talk a little bit about that, about that today because I finally got to the point of running numbers for the first quarter, uh, uh, and we've got some good news and we got some bad news. All right, so here, here's the nitty gritty, and we got uh, we got a bar graph here. You can find this data at realtalkwithkeithsmith.com. He's putting out the data faster than the association is, and I'll leave it at that. The data archived at realtalkwithkeithsmith.com. If you own a house in Charlottesville or Albemarle County. I'll say it again. If you own a house in Charlottesville and or in Almoral County, year over year, your values are down. I ripped off the Band-Aid. Yeah, so... I had to rip off the Band-Aid there. Yeah, so the first quarter over quarter, so if, if we got slide one on, so quarter over quarter, so the quarter finishing uh, 2023 versus the quarter in 2022. Now, let's be specific. This is single-family detached, Right. No new construction. And you'll find as I go through, because I go all the way to Buckingham with with these numbers and the other side of the mountain. So I wanted to, some consistency to keep it single-family detached. Cause Buckingham some, got hammered. Buckingham got hammered. <coughs> Big time. If you bought a house in Buckingham in the last year, you're underwater. If, correct. So Buckingham, Buckingham had a $90,000 Hit year over year. 30, you hear that, Jenny? 32, 32%. But we called this, right? Mm-hmm. We talked mm-hmm. about this, right? I think, I mean, we had this conversation, I believe, on one of the shows. I had somebody about a year, year and a half ago want me to buy an investment property out in Buckingham. And I, and I, I said, I don't think so. I think when, when the rubber band starts contracting, that's going to happen. Now, the volume is ridiculously low. It's seven units, 13 units, right? So that has, a, that has a lot to do to do with it. But get back to Charlottesville and Albemarle. That's, again, quarter over quarter. Um, Charlottesville single-family detached um, took uh, a 5% haircut. So we're about 20 Charlottesville city. City itself, single-family detached. But when you go ahead and take a look at what just closed in the last seven days, and that's where I just don't want folks to start thinking, oh, my God, kind of thing. This was a, I think what happened in Albemarle and Charlottesville was a bit of a hangover, right? If you look at the chart, it's stuff that's north of 400 is maybe a little bit softer in the first quarter. Stuff, the homes that are under 400 are out, you know, they're, they're quarter over quarter are up on that. So I think it's price made a huge difference in the first quarter. But Charlotte, Charlottesville is 100 grand over just this week versus the end of the first quarter. So what's going to happen by the end of the, the second quarter, you're going to see those numbers reverse and start climb, climbing up. So I think there was a bit of a hangover, a little of a timeout, particularly the 400K and north. You know, I, I'm, this is about 12, 15 hours worth of work digging into the go-ahead and do this. But you take a look at it, you know, um, Green County was up. Fulvana was flat. Uh, outside of Lake Monticello. Fulvana, uh, Lake Monticello was up. Nelson was up. Waynesboro was up. Augusta was up. Stanton was up. Buckingham was down big time. So, you know, take a look at that, uh, those numbers. And then on slide number two, which is really, I think, the impactful part of it, the volumes are just plummeting on the sale. So the number of units that are selling are just down. And you can take a look at the bar. Augusta was the big loser. Uh, it was a, was a tremendous drop drop in Augusta. And we can get into percentages of that. But for people like Maggie and some other realtors out there, um, I'd love them to chime in and see what they think about this. But... You know the numbers are the numbers, and it looks like uh, Albemarle and Charlottesville took a little bit of a of a of a haircut 
in the first quarter, everybody else did better except for Buckingham. And uh, I'm curious to see how this is going to look into the second quarter. Again, Charlottesville is up week this last week, big time by 100 grand. Charles uh, Albemarle is also up too. I think that's a uh, sizzle reel right there, J-Dubs, if you want to chop that up. That's a good one. Um, it's an okay. I don't think there's panic. I think it's understand what's happening. Yeah. And it's a hangover from last year creeping into Q1 of this year. I think it's a hangover for the 400000 and up. Yeah. And that's what happened, and that, that's the right choice of words. It was, it was kind of a hangover. I think, you, I think you had a little bit of November, December kind of hangover kind of stuff. You know? And if you were south of, you were south of, of 400, um, you did well. I mean, Green County is the huge winner. They are up 17%. Uh, so the the bar graph doesn't have percentages; it's just a visual on it. I've, you know, in my hot little hands, I've got the actual spreadsheet. It's up, but they were forty one percent down in sales quarter over quarter volume of sales going down on that. And uh, the big percentage loser for uh, drop of it was actually this, was Waynesboro. Waynesboro was down fifty two percent the volume of sales on that, but it was up eight percent. In value quarter over quarter, so again, I think I think it's price point. I think it's location. I think the four hundred plus first half, first month or two of the year, everybody was kind of like, ah, let's see what happens. The people that are that are trying to look below the four hundred mark, and I, I, I was talking to Yon on the way in, and she wanted to know what I was going to talk about today. I said the Easter Bunny, and she, huh. said, she said, "I'm going to yeah. get to Jerry's studio and look for Easter Bunny ears." That's what I'm going to do, but, but that's what he did. That's well, I begged actually. Um, but if you were below 400, man, it's super competitive. And you know, it's, I'm wearing my Captain Obvious socks today. You know what? This I'm, I'd be willing to bet, and I'm not saying we have to make a bet, but just kind of a turn I'm up. Let my mustache know, get a little. Just a phrase here. That by the end of this year, end of 2023, we're going to see values up over or over the end of 2022. And, and, that's, and that's what I, you know. This is a blimp. It's an anomaly. Because I thought about this after you dropped this on Real Talk with Keith Smith on Monday. Initially, and, and you're smart to do this because the headline's going to come from Car. the Charlottesville oh, yeah. Association Realtors. I, that's assuming. Charlottesville J- Area Association of Realtors. They're going to issue a report. Yeah. The report's going to be picked up by the TV stations and yep. the print. Yep. The TV stations and the print will do nothing but regurgitate the press release from Carr. The press release from Carr is going to say quarter over quarter, 2022 versus 2023, values have dropped, and people are going to freak the, the heck out. Well, I think the real story is the, is the volume sale drop. That's the real story. So Charlottesville quarter over quarter was 39% down. So there was 39% less, less transactions this quarter versus the quarter of, of 2022. I would attribute a lot of that sales and volume drop to interest rates sticker shock. Because in December of last year, we still had the sticker shock of interest rates that pretty much crushed demand. December of last year, demand was crushed. A lot of those deals were closing in Q1 of this year. A lot of those deals closing in Q1, so that's attributable so, to the volume drop. Yeah, and not to get too detailed in the spreadsheet, but when you take a look at the actual details of what sold in Charlottesville, so those 50 units sold in, in the first quarter of this year versus 82, 82 of last year, when I took a hard look at them, in the 82, there was way, I didn't write the number down, but their percentage-wise was way more 750 and plus sales in the first quarter of last year because the money was cheap, right? Right, 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 right. Three percent. In, this, in this, this last 50, there's very few that are over that. So that's why that math, I think, that math got skewed a little bit. Um, I think for sure when you started claiming over, over, over 4 7%, is super impactful. Oh, no doubt. On that end of it. Uh, and I think that's what happened. And, you, and the same pretty much thing happened in Albemarle County. Over a certain price point, they kind of evaporated. But now they're starting to come back. 
in a big big time. So again, if you take a look at just the last seven days, my my bunny ears. No, moving. they're good, dude. They're they're, okay. they're, good. they're fitting well. Uh, they bring out the pink in the shirt, the ears. I know that. Uh, and, it's and, like you you perfectly planned this. And I, or and I got I got the. Oh, you got some socks on. I got today. I got the uh, pink uh, flamingo socks on. I don't know what I don't want to know the color of your underwear now. Oh, you're supposed to wear Wait, underwear. No, no. Oh, <laughs> TMI. <laughs> TMI, TMI. <laughs> it's a joke. It happens to be pink also. But anyway, go ahead. It's terrifying. Um, this is uh, a phenomenon that I want to talk about again because I don't think you truly were able to offer your perspective on it. Scott Morris on Wednesday brought something up that's resonated with me. My wife and I talked about it over dinner. Um, and Scott essentially said those folks that purchased homes before COVID have significant appreciation and equity in their houses. And we're talking in some cases 30, 50, 30 to 50%. Substantial amount of money. Hundreds me, of thousands. Me specifically, probably looking at somewhere between 35 and 40%. I would agree with that. Since, since March of 2020 purchase. And Scott mentioned if you bought this house, your house, before COVID, and you look at what you're going to buy today, you're going to see a couple of things play out. You'll see the house, 40, the house that you want, 40% more expensive, and then you'll see the money to buy the house that you want at an interest rate that's 2x what it was when you bought it. So while folks are sitting on stacks of equity and stacks of money, the move up or the next buy is substantially more expensive it depends though substantially it depends how the math how you do the math mr miller oh i heard scott i'm curious to hear what you have well to say. I, I i tried to jump in on that but i i you know but i'll maybe play a little do a little bit more talking about it now it depends on the math it depends on how much money you, you make so if you bought four or five years ago and you are in X dollars. That's why you have to sit down with the family at the table and do the math with them. Sit down with Mr. and Mrs. Miller and do the math. Okay, you bought your house here. This is what your payoff is. This is what the market is. Here's your balance left over. Okay, great. Now let's go look at what you want to buy, right? So it's going to be substantially more expensive for sure because things are clean up. But then you also got to calculate in the 7% and you pull out a, an amortization table or 6.5% or 6%. And you'll find out, depending on how much equity you have built, maybe it's not that much more expensive to buy that because you've got to take that cash that you cashed out and you moved over there. Somebody who's bought last year is not going to be able to do that. Even if you're making, let's say, if you are in uh, Greene County and you made seven, your, your home appreciated 17%. 17% is a healthy number. Someone who bought last year is going to hold till the two-year marker for capital no, gains anyway. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. A, you're going to hold for your capital gains. Yeah. B, the average person now moves 10 years. So they're going to be in the home as they're doing that. I, I think Scott's point was this is a phenomenon that we need to start addressing in impacting inventory. So much Should of the talk? Inventory, inventory talk is um, – Limited use for development, 5% of Almar County for residential and commercial, Charles Falls landlocked and completely build. That's what we talk about, the inventory well, issues. We, we talked about 3% and how I felt that that's actually going to impact us more. It's but this actually, is different than the 3%. This oh. is the 3% combined with the fact that the house that you now want to buy is 40% more expensive. That's exactly so right. for, our, for our family looking, we would be looking at... Yeah. I don't even want to say a price. It's considerably more Whatever. than what we got. And it's a and it's a math thing, right? If you're yeah. walking away with enough net income, right? Your net income from the sale of your house I totally is, get it. is this. Yeah. And if you're able to migrate that over, it might work. You know, you and the decision might be, okay, I can handle a one or two percent per month. Because people you know, for the most part People buy by the monthly payment, right? So, you know, Yona and I, every two years, flip a car, right? As long as my monthly payment is exactly the same, I just... You guys it. lease? No, no. Okay. So we, we turn it over, right? You know, we the first car we put, we put a substantial amount of cash down on it. You know, so we built in, even though vehicles 
depreciate, mm-hmm. but we, we have enough cash residual in it. And as long as every two years, every 90 to 100,000 miles, my payment's the same, I keep on going, right? You know, I just keep on doing it. And then when we stop wanting to do that, we just pay off the, the balance of it and we own that car and move on. Unless she lets me get that Rivian for hundred. I don't think that's happening. Your, to- your Toyota, your truck drives well. Oh, I love my I truck. It looks sharp. Thank you. Yeah. I love that's my got truck. a lot of life in front Somebody of it. Somebody hit it in a parking garage, so I'm not happy with that. You got a ding? I got a ding. Did you, uh, what'd you, what'd you do about it? Did you report it? Nah, it, it's, it's, it was the, 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 the plastic um, around the wheel well in the okay. back. So Did it, you ask? Uh, no, no, I wasn't going to do that. Okay. No, I should have, probably show you the video camera. She likes you. I know she likes me, but I just didn't. Did you think about it? I didn't actually, but thank you for okay. <laughs> Note to self. Check out, there's video cameras in that parking garage. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I just, I, I understand what you're saying, that if the math makes sense and you can cash out with the chunk and then you could potentially buy something else and then you have residual to help you make up the excess on the monthly, I get it. I totally get it. But you have to put a value, you have to put a value to why you have to move, right? So if there's, you know, health situation, I mean, you, you know, it's a, it's a horrible divorce, job. I, I, I have to tell you, I have to give my hat more children. Hats off to to Yona because um, she's handling this these clients, not me. Um, but we're working through a couple of divorce scenarios. Uh-huh. Man, I'll tell you what, as a real estate agent, that's like the worst thing ever, right? You got to sit down two people that are getting divorced and work them through selling. A piece, piece of property, and it's it is a very difficult thing to to navigate. Well, you have Yona. Thank yeah, you. yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've done Love before, you, but these couple of thank you, Yona. These couple of ones are happen to be happen to be Yona at the, at the moment, and then I get called in to fix it. No, not true. Uh, okay, uh, I don't know about that. Sometimes I do with the with with this type of client specifically. No, no, oh. no. general. Yeah, I, my phone call usually is. Um, well, you're a builder. Look at this. Yeah, or you know somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know yeah. a guy. You know a guy. I know a guy. Contact a, your guy here. I ca- contact my guy. So we'll see where the uh, we'll see where, where where market continues, guys. It's Good Friday. We're in the start of Q two. He's got the numbers on screen. Judah can put them up again. We'll get to the comments coming in. This one from um, our favorite um, prognosticator from Waynesboro. Oh, Kevin. He says there's six finished units at Martin's in Waynesboro unsold, and they were completed in January and February. So He's talking a new development. Yeah. So I specifically am not looking at new construction right now on that end of it. These numbers are purely um, existing homes um, on it. But yes, you're 100 percent right. Look, and and and, you, and Bill says stick with hybrids. That the EVs are not where you want to be. You know what? A bunch of people are telling me that. Okay. Well, your boy Quentin can tell you. He's got a Rivian. He's got a Rivian. Look. QB's got a Rivian. Mine's a 2017 four-door. I've got 60,000 miles on. It's not even broken in yet. Yeah. And the only thing I got wrong with it is a little ding on the side. And Toyotas run forever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love it. So, uh, August. What did he say? August or Waynesboro? He said Waynesboro. So, the city of Waynesboro... um, has gone up eight eight percent. So the end of the first quarter, the median sales price was two thirty eight. Uh, last quarter was two twenty. That's an eighteen thousand dollar jump. That's uh, an eight percent from percentage percentage perspective. But it wins because there's a fifty two percent drop in sales. So first quarter of this year was forty two units. Sec- first quarter of of 2022 was 87. That's a huge drop. That's over 50% drop in volume. And look, you know, we're we're super fortunate. Um, Our little shop is up over a third. 30, 30% up. 33% to be exact. Um, That's impressive. But this is going to start impacting the industry as a whole by the end of this year. By the end of this year, and I've got to... Got you got a sneeze? No, I got a 
mustache, mustache hair in your mustache. Yeah, I got a mustache hair that's going a little, a little, a little wonky. You should talk to, to Judah while I try to. While I try Judah to knows fix about that. the mustache hair. Would in the you nose. mind talking to Judah for a second? All right, so get him off the screen. I think that's what Absolutely. he's saying over there. Get, get the man off the screen over there, Judah Wickhauer. Um, Keith Smith, um, the star of our program, has got a critical I've issue got, going I've got, on. Right I've, got now. A, I've got a mustache hair that is tickling my nose as I speak. I think you're looking sharp, Keith. You know, and, and, and you know, there, nothing is off base on Real Talk with Keith. Amen, brother. We went everything and I've seen it over four years. Not five, but four, Keith. Uh, four. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I, and I, but it's show four, 446, though. That's a lot of shows. That's a lot of shows. 446 yeah, Real yeah, Talks yeah. with Keith and Smith. And I haven't been kicked out yet. 446 Real Talks with Keith Smith, Judah. Think about that. Yeah. That's a lot of shows. Was, 446. I'm getting it's close amazing. to be able to get my BA in this. You're getting close. What's the BA? Bachelor's, you know. A, oh, a, I know. A, I know. But what's the threshold that you're basing a BA four on? Four years, right? Okay. Right? Yeah. Okay. Right? You're, you're basically end? saying these are credits that are counting to graduation. Sure. So he's going to graduate from which? From which uh, the first school of Jerry. <laughs> first, the I Love Seagull Network. Okay. That's terrifying. <laughs> we should create a broadcasting school. That's not a bad idea. No, 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 no more ideas, Smith. So look, and, and Augusta, Augusta County uh, was up a little bit, um, 295 first quarter, um, 286 first quarter last year, so it's about a 9,003%. It's a 38% uh, drop in volume of sales. The numbers are much bigger, 98 versus 159, 98 and 23, 159 and 22. But look, you know, everything that is below 400 has gone up in value and has gone down in um, inventories, inventory. volume sold. Actually, there was one, one. Why did Buckingham have such a large drop? Because it's far. Uh, That's what we're going to say. I was going to say because it's Buckingham. Because it's far from employment. It, it's 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 Buckingham, but there's. I mean, the largest drop in the car footprint, if you put the bar graph back on screen, is Buckingham, and it's noticeable. Is that why we attribute the drop to? Because well, it's we far. Talked, well, Jerry, we talked about this. You know, we we had a show where I had somebody. I think it was live. Was asking to buy uh, when when things were nuts twelve months ago. 16 months ago, 18 months ago, hey, buy a unit in uh, Buckingham and rent it. And I said, no, because when, when the adjustment would happen, the, the ones that are out furthest, which would be Buckingham, is going to get hit the hardest. And I think we talked about this all the time, that, that the market is turning into this pear-shaped um, rubber band, for lack of a better term, on that end of it. 18 months ago... 16 months ago, it didn't matter where the heck you were, you were doing it. But Buck, Buckingham had a, hang on a second, I will tell you, a 40 sec, 46%, excuse me, a 32% drop in value, a 46% drop in sales. Now, we got a caveat there. Yeah, there's not that many. Seven. Yeah, it's not that many. And it's also, we don't cover the whole county. Yeah, it's part of Buckingham's in a different MLS. That's exactly right. But percentage-wise, that's the reason why I want to talk about that. Percentage-wise, it's a 32% drop. Staunton, Staunton, Stanton's up 3%. John Blair, Stanton's finest, watching the show now. Is up 3%. Uh, 23, it was at this past quarter, 240. Quarter, first quarter, 22, 232. That's an eight grand uptick. A little bit more reasonable. It's about a 24% drop. So that's like 50%, uh, half of what uh, Waynesboro Rainsboro was. Um, Nelson County um, had a small increase, about 5%, $18,000. It went last quarter, 23, 22, uh, 44% drop. So they're like in the second place as far as percentage drops. Um, but it was interesting. Fulvana, my home county, actually had a meager increase in sales. So they were the only jurisdiction that had an increase. So I always break Fulvana down between regular Fulvana and Lake Monticello. I don't even know if it makes any sense. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Uh, on that end of it. So the non-Lake Monticello Fulvana uh, had an increase of 16%, had five more units sell quarter over quarter, but it had a loss 
of one percent. So let's call it flat. And in, in value. In value. Yeah. It was it was three forty three versus three forty five. That's statistically, in my opinion, that's pretty that's pretty flat. Uh, Lake Monticello had a thirty nine percent drop in sales, went from thirty five to uh, to fifty seven and twenty two, but they had a ten percent increase there. In value. A thirty grand pop in, in value. So again, looking at that bar graph, if you were in at Charlottesville and Albemarle, and if you bought um, a quarter ago and it was single family detached, you had a bit of a drop in value. It is surely temporary, and I think it's a statistical not anomaly, anomaly, anomaly. That word, huh? An anomaly. Yeah, that too. <laughs> anomaly. That hurt. Um, a statistical. Blip. As that that's perfect. Uh, a statistical blip, and uh, so that's it. I, I promised. I promised everybody I would uh, get numbers for first quarter. There you go. I would love uh, somebody to chime in and, and help Smith out with his bunny ears on a case study. Um, I think the uh, when we're all said and done at the end of the year, we'll see the values be higher than last year. Have oh, you yeah. seen? Have well, you we, seen? We, we, we predicted that, right? And I, I, I think you're going to see single digits, but you know, I might be wrong. You know, if these trends in some of these other counties um, keep on climbing, I mean, Green is at 17 percent. Fulvana is flat. Lake Monticello is up ten percent. Nelson is up up five percent. Waynesboro eight percent. Augusta three percent. Stanton three percent. And uh, Buckingham is the one that's uh, – you're getting hurt there, guys. You lost 32%. That, that's not recovering. Have you seen uh, – Buckingham is just going to keep on going. <laughs> the car report will come out soon. Which, from years past, have you seen car presidents manage reports like this the best? And what did they oh, do uh, to yeah, manage it? Yeah. Well, I mean, because they're all quoted. They're all interviewed by yeah. the media when the report comes out. Yeah, I, you know, I, I have a huge – and you can tag him if you want. You know, I, 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 you're gonna go Michael Guthrie. Actually, no Beckham. Quentin Beckham. Yeah, yeah. Then second would probably be, actually, um, Greg Slater. Yeah, did a really good job of of getting in front of the media on it. But you know, that's that's the president's job. Everybody does it a little bit differently. They have their style. Um, all I'm trying to, I'm not trying to beat anything. I'm just trying to provide data on a. Uh, out as, as timely as possible. It takes a lot of work to do that. But what we wanted to do, at least what I wanted to do, is let folks know, hey, we had a little bit of a blip. If, if car, I think if car uses averages, you may not see a dip. I always use median, and I think they do, to be honest with you. Um, but I don't really take a deep dive into their reports, to be honest with you. I just do our own work, and I know what I know what our numbers are on it. But I am working on bringing on Dr. Lisa Sterevin's replacement at Virginia Realtors uh, to come in here, and I, I want his read on it. And I'm also working on um, trying to on Monday see if um, Woody Fincham has some time to sit down from his perspective what he is seeing out there to go ahead and do it. But um, this question's come in, and this is, we appreciate this question. Um, Jennifer, thank you kindly. She says, the Forum Hotel is close to opening at the Darden School. It's going to have a couple of restaurants, and it's going to be a big draw to this area, especially with the Darden crowd. Yeah. Have you guys talked about where the labor's going to come from this, especially if the labor's coming from out of market and where they're going to live? Yeah. Thank you for what you do. Um, Good Thank comment. you for the question. Yes, we have. And the question is a great question. That's why we're talking about this. That's why we're looking at it. I mean, even so, Buckingham, let's go back to Buckingham for a second. The median sales price last quarter was 190 So conceivably, that's affordable, right? Yeah. I, I know at the 80% AMI, Area medium income sale price has got to be about two twenty five, right? At today's interest rates, as the interest rates go down a little bit, that number can climb up. But just for for the argument's sake, based on my work at the land trust, two twenty five. I, I know for a fact what that number is, right? Um, <clears throat> so there's an opportunity there. I don't know what's available because I don't know have it in front of me. But <clears throat> Staunton, two forty. All right, that's a little on the upper end. 
Fulvan is 343, Green is 388, Albemarle's 505, Charlottesville 405. These are single family detached guys, right? There, there's, other than Buckingham, there's nothing in here that sold median sales price. Single family detached now. I didn't look into attached product or condos because that's another ton of hours worth of work on it. But the question is, is where are they going to live? And that's a great question. That's a great question. And UVA is supposedly, because I was part of the community engagement team, which they disbanded, which I don't get, but I'm going to leave that one alone. Unless you want to beat me on it. No, tell me. You want to you ask? You want to throw yeah, something they, out there they, on you that? You know, they, they, uh, they shut down their community engagement team, which I was on, which I think was a big, huge mistake. Why? I don't know. I haven't gotten an answer to that. When did, when did it shut down? Um, the day before our summit a couple of weeks ago, a housing summit. So, so you know, I, I don't. I think the, the the thinking on that is is they want the um, they want the <clears throat> developers to be the public face on that, and I'm going to tell you what I've told everybody to to their face on it. That's a huge mistake because each one of the three parcels have to be rezoned, and I can assure you the elected officials that we talk to on a regular basis, and we had a couple two weeks ago, yep. last weekend, last, last Friday, Friday uh, is going to want to hear from UVA. And if they don't... So you're talking the Fontaine project? No. These, are the, these are the three projects that are ones on Fontaine. Yep, North Fork, Fontaine, Fontaine. Um, where they're going to own the land but create affordable housing. Correct. So the two that are moving forward is Fontaine and... Mm. Um, Norfolk, right? No, sir. 10th um, uh, and West, mm. across from the Draftsman mm. Hotel. Those are moving forward, but they're owned by the, by the um, foundation, which means they have to go through a rezoning process. Even if the city adopts, and I keep my mustache... The projects that I think are being proposed exceed the capacity of the rezoning. That may be the hiccup here. That that's maybe what they're waiting on. But um, I can assure you, at some level, the city council is going to want to be involved in in those um, rezoning. Hundred percent, city council is going to want to be involved. Yeah. So I, I I didn't understand it. They made that decision. And what you make of UVA putting the yellow shirted ambassadors downtown? Excuse me. I've got to. You doing okay over there? No, I'm not. Okay, we're going to go to the studio camp. Go to the studio camp. Smith's is not doing good today. I mean, he, what's he got, a cramp over there? Yeah, my bike ride is, is coming to bite me literally. Uh, we, we, I'm curious of what he thinks of the yellow-shirted ambassadors being in downtown Charlottesville. Did you see any, Judah? So what they're trying to do is... Th- thank you for <coughs> switching the cameras around. Um, what they're trying to do is what they did on the corner, right? They, they are. They, yeah. they have done that. Yeah. So, so what's the purpose? Uh, manage perception. Is it going to work? I mean, what authority do they have? Uh, they have radios on there, and they have a more direct line to police than we Got do it. by calling 911. Okay. okay. They can patch straight into dispatch. Okay. Where we're going through a 911, you know, operator system, sure. if you may. Outside of that, no other authority. I don't understand. I talked about this yesterday. Jude and I talked about this. I don't understand the, out, the outrage. Oh, there's outrage. Oh, you. significant outrage. And why is that? Uh, police state, expanded police presence, UVA pushing beyond their grounds and territory, more into Charlottesville City, UVA expanding its reach, Big Brother coming into Charlottesville. So is UVA doing this or Charlottesville? Oh, it's UVA. UVA is paying for yellow-shirted ambassadors on the downtown Apparently, market. I need to watch the noon show a little bit more often. You should watch the I Love Seawall show. Yeah. It's been all over the news. I have not followed up. I was busy crunching, crunching UVA numbers. is paying for yellow-shirted ambassadors downtown. In fact, they're walking up West Main Street, not just on the corner in downtown, all up the West Main Corridor, which, let's, be, let's cut to the chase. UVA students go from the corner to downtown. So the yellow-shirted ambassadors are on the path of Charlottesville where UVA students are. They had to have some sort of blessing from the city. Um, we talked about this also on the noon show, on, on the 1230 show, the I Love Seville show. The uh, UVA asked, got approval, reluctant approval, very reluctant approval from city council. Okay. Very reluctant approval. I, I don't... 
I don't understand the, the pushback. I, neither do I. Yeah, I mean, it's... You got a police department that's a third empty, understaffed. Koch is doing whatever he possibly can to solve the gun, gun violence. Why wouldn't we take some help from UVA? And the help that we're taking from UVA, it's not like the university is putting UPD, University Police Department, officers on the downtown mall. They're putting essentially civilians that have radios and quicker <laughs> access to police to, to radio and crimes on the downtown mall. So what they're doing is they're taking a playbook out from the Times Square. Because that's literally, that's literally what happened in Times Square, right? They did two things. Well, actually, three things that turned time. That's what Yancey just said. Same thing New York did with Subways and the Guardian Angels. <laughs> well, Guardian Angels is very... I grew up during those years in New York City. Guardian Angels was something very different. This was a private, you know, organization that did this. What I'm referring to is, is Times Square. So what happened... I don't know, a lot of people don't know that, but Disney owns most of Times Square. Right, yeah. Right, so if you walk through it, you go, oh, that makes sense. Totally. Um, but what happened was is they, they brought in their own um, folks to clean up the trash, and they brought in ambassadors. That's what's exactly, they call them something else. But folks would walk up and down, same basic concept. You know, it was more tourist-oriented. Hey, where do I go to this, and where do I I'm go to that? I'm pretty sure that's what this is. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't see the. De- I don't see I don't, a beef. Yeah, I don't get it. I yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just. I try to. So, I try so to understand the mindset, Judah. I try to be open minded to that mindset. I just. I have. I. I. I'm struggling. So, what's the alternative? The alternative is what? The alternative is just more of the same, which isn't not working so great right now. Yeah. So, um, if if somebody look, I look at it a little bit differently. So, if somebody is is um, having some sort of health episode, mental health episode, right? right? There's somebody there that can help and call the police or the EMS or somebody to bring some, some services to that in, individual. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it. I, I think it's actually going to turn out to be a really good thing. I think so, too. The more too. I think about it, I'm surprised it took this long to happen. Um, and it's another leverage point for UVA when the parents call, say, what the heck is going on with the town with violence? Virginia, the school, can say, we're trying to figure it out, and here's one of the things we've done to try to solve the problem. I'm thinking of as a, as a local, right? You know, it's, you know, you're walking up and down the street, or somebody's visiting from out of town, and you see the ambassadors, hey, I'm trying to find uh, Citizen Burger, right? right? Or Jack Brown's. Hey, wh- I'm trying to find Jack Brown's. Where's Jack Brown's, right? So it's not on the mall. Hey, you go down over and do it. That's what I would envision the ambassador doing, and, and if that individual sees something, right, then they pick up the phone and or the radio, whatever. I, I don't, you know, I, and, and I've um, been busy studying um, uh, zoning rewrites and stuff, and I, I didn't pick up on that. Uh, Spencer says the folks are saying that if UVA does this, where and when will they stop, and how will they keep going? Yeah, but stop, stop what? Stop, what, I, what are they doing wrong? Yeah, I, don't, I don't... Help me understand. Yeah, I don't... I, don't, I, I would love to understand. It. I don't get it. I mean, if they were cops... Right, it's compl- they're not though. No, they're yeah, just- they don't even have weapons. Do you do you do you understand at all what the other side is, J Dubs? I do not. You mean understand. what? You mean the problem that people have with the with the ambassadors? Yeah, I think they just see it as a power grab. I think they see it as UVA trying to get uh, you know trying to I don't know take over Charlottesville or something. Yeah, but what I, else would it be? I would follow that train of thought. If it was not required to have city approval to do it, yeah, councilor, city council approved. So they approved it. So the yeah. city, the elected body for the city of Charlottesville, and correct me if I'm wrong in any of this, uh, has has made took action to allow this. UVA asked for approval from city council, and they, and they reluctantly it. approved. They approved it, regardless. Yeah, they reluctantly, approved. they approved it, uh, joyously or otherwise. Yep. The elected body had an opportunity to say to no. say no, and they didn't. And they said yes. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't see the power. The power grab. I totally grab agree on. with the comments on the feed that it's just an enhanced neighborhood watch. Yeah, and that's a safe the right neighborhood term. has a strong neighborhood watch. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's all people, it is is a neighborhood watch that's the, enhanced. The more people, you know, walking around and being eyes. That's what it is. Being visible. Walking around, not doing bad things, 
just mm. appearing to be doing normal things in these areas. Well, right? Yeah. So we can't, the, the city appearance. can't afford more cops. It's appearance. They don't have enough cops. They can't afford more cops. They can afford more cops. They just can't hire the police well, officers. Let me rephrase that. They're, the money is there. They're not they just paying. can't hire them. Well, they can't hire them, but I don't think the money's there to pay them what they really need to be paid. Chief, Chief Cotchis has got a significant group oh. of folks going through police training and school now, sure. the academy. Sure. Now, they will take time before they become... So, so let's play, legitimate boots on the street. Let's play this out. You've got UVA paying for enhanced, let's call it neighborhood watch. Let's not call it an ambassador because that's what it is. A neighborhood watch, which takes relief off of the police officers, that they can do whatever they need to do. And there's a direct connect. And I, I, don't, I don't get the power grab, but, you know. What do I know? Yeah, there, there, there it is. I'm there just it is. a real estate guy. What do I know? There, there it is, viewers and listeners. And, and we see, we're seeing comments that there was a significant shootout a couple days ago in the Tonsler Park area. We're seeing confidence. That we're seeing comments on social media. I mean, the social media is where, where it's coming now. Um, that there was a shootout last night in Charlottesville. Uh, so I, I, I just don't understand the pushback against figuring out so I, I, ex- I expected in our conversation today that somebody would chime in and say that this 5% reduction was due to that. I was expecting somebody on the, the gun feed. violence? Yeah, I was expecting somebody on the feed. <laughs> I don't think the gun violence in. is why the values have dropped. I, I would agree 100% Do with you? that. I would agree 100% with that. But I, I'm just saying I would, I would have expected to hear a little bit a little bit of that that maybe this that's that's the result of it the end of the story uh, in my opinion it's it's as we said earlier i think this is just a bit of a hangover and i'm looking at the numbers right now we're over 100 grand in the city just this week so you know it's i think it was just a timeout and it keeps we'll keep on keep what on would slow the values like have a legitimate permanent value impact uh, besides the obvious, like I think it's the obvious. That's the only UVA going away. Yeah, I mean that's the only yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, and and that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Look, um, Jonah and I were having this conversation uh, yesterday, actually, at our dinner table, because um, much like you guys, we talk business at our dinner table. Uh, the, I, I, there's nothing in the radar. There's nothing we're seeing. There's nothing that's 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 saying that values are going to decrease. You know, maybe 24, 25, 26, that might happen. But at the moment, if interest rates are, are dropping to, to Scott Morris's prediction, which I agree with, by the way. He says four is end of the year. Yeah, I, I, think, closer That's what to, I think five is more realistic. Okay. But, but low, low, high fours, low fives, I think, is where we're going we're gonna, to gonna think. And the inventory doesn't change. You know, look... I'm pretty safe with my mustache, I think. Oh, you're winning that battle. So, but that that is not going to have enough impact on the market as far as inventory goes for a substantial period of time. Substantial period of time. So, without more, you know, it's it's just I just think we're going to be doing great. You got you got the right the right businesses coming in here you got the data center coming in here we've got the convention center which apparently is almost close to being being finished we don't have anybody to staff it i don't know how that's going to work but value is values are just not going to go down guys i 100 percent in agreement with keith smith here i think i think we're going to you know we're, the 10 ton elephant in the room is there's going to be less of me in the in the in this marketplace though this time next year uh, there's you can't you can't take thirty, forty, thirty nine, forty four, fifty two percent, thirty eight percent volume cuts, and keep enough of me around. It's just not enough business for everybody. That's that's what. Are you seeing that already? No, I think it's, I think it's a little too early for that. I think I think you'll see that this time. You'll you'll see that when it comes time for dues renewals in October, which is actually not the biggest number. The quarterly, do, the quarterly MLS fees and lockbox fees is actually where the expense is. The, but when it gets to the 
October, November, we'll we'll know real quickly how much that is going to take. You're going to see some some folks retire because that's what's going to happen. Um, but it's hard. I mean, look. I mean, we're on our eleventh offer for our daughter. You got to have some enrichment. You got to have some effing skills. Yeah. To go ahead and 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 do that. But I I think that's the biggest story that you're going to start seeing. Um, the reduction of who's in the space. Well, how, to her question, wrong. where are they going to live? Excuse me? To her question with the Kimsons, where you are know, they going to live? That's a great question. I, I, I've, she I, goes, look at what's on the market. Where are folks going to live? That they're not. And we talked about, we talked about yesterday on, on the show on the, uh, the new Pantops apartment behind Sintera. Yeah. 1700 a month for a one-bedroom, one-bath. Yeah. I can tell you from a rent perspective, 80% AMI and down, you need to be somewhere in the 12, really not much more than 1,300. That doesn't exist. Well, that's to her point. Now, UVA is trying to do 1,500 rental units. Look, guys, that is years out. I mean, I'll be retired from Real Talk with Keith Smith by the time that happens. It's, it's going to be a long drawn out process you know just to get through rezoning get to who they're going to pick then they're going to have to develop it they're going to have to build it it's going to be years and years down the road and the need is today it's why i volunteer so much of my time to go ahead and do this you know i i had a meeting yesterday with the executive director for the land trust who were preparing for next month's uh board meeting agenda and so forth and so on on that end of it and i and I'm just going to throw this out here. Maggie Walker, yeah, Land Richmond. Trust in Richmond, the first day it started with a couple of phone calls, raised $5 bucks. We have not been able to do that here. So $5 million or $10 million, it's, it's a lot of money. Yeah. But what we could do with that, we can do 50 to 100 right off the bat permanently affordable houses in the city of Charlottesville. Because what we would do is we'd buy something that comes on the market for four hundred, throw two hundred thousand dollars of that money towards it and resell it for 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 two hundred thousand dollars. That home now is permanently affordable all the way up. It meets our eighty percent AMI, it works out perfect, but I need that two hundred thousand dollars. And it blows my mind this town that's pretty affluent, I can't pick up the phone and raise five million bucks. And you know why? Too many damn nonprofits. Well, you could get, I mean, Riverbend Development's $5 million interest-free loan to CRHA. It's a loan. We need a grant. Interest-free. But we need a grant because how do we pay it back? So, so if, it's, if, it's, if it's a $5 million loan that has no payback period, that's fine. It's, I mean, but the problem with that, Jerry, is now I've got to take that two hundred and it becomes part of the land, and I sell the house. So what? At some point, I've got to raise revenue. Maybe that, that's that's a tough part of the land trust. There, the point I'm trying to make is we've got a lot of folks that want to donate money, and we have actually, I think, way too many nonprofits for in sure this, in this town, and everybody's got their hand out, right? And everybody gets a little bit of money, but if you want to solve the permanent affordable housing it just happens to be one of the pebbles or one of the the buckshot silver buckshots on it but it but it but it works and you know it'll be uh, uh, i mean we've it'll be permanent affordable housing do you think uh how do you think the election coming up is going to impact housing and do you think pain and snook are slam dunks we're going to find out next friday because we've got Sean cooper yep and Dave Norris. Dave's running for delegate. Right. So Sean's running for city council. Uh, Deshaun is is running for city council, which would be very interesting because how many seats are coming up? Three. Yeah. So now we've got three candidates we know about, right? So, you know, if if we only have three candidates and three seats. Well, we have five candidates now. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, we got Snook. Yeah, you know, look, I, I think I think Snook, they Snook, Payne, Cooper, Bob Fenwick, and Natalie. So Oshry. has Bob actually? Yeah, he's got the signatures. He's got he's signatures. Filed. Yeah, that was in. Yeah, got it. Mean more news I was supposed to read. That was I Love Siegel show. <laughs> I Love Siegel show broke that news about Bob Fenwick. Got it. Um, 
So the reality of it is... Um, and then Natalie Oshrin is, yeah. is in the mix. So there's yeah. five for three spots. Oshrin yeah, I, grew I, up in the area. I, you know, incumbents always have an advantage. We shall see on it. Uh, you know, I think, I think they're going to be making the play, which they did here on the show, make the play for, you know, uh, institutional memory matters, mm-hmm. right? We shall see. But housing is going to be it. It's been I think, it. I'm, I'm very curious to see what happens if Bob Fenwick says, I'm going to run on a platform that's 100% against upzoning. I'm curious to see how that impacts Bob Fenwick and his ability to win in the June uh, Democratic primary. Remember, viewers and listeners of this Fine and Fair talk show, that the Democratic primary on June 20th is going to decide and determine this. No Republicans have filed paperwork. The deadline was yesterday. Yeah. Independents technically have until June 20th. That's exactly right. So to we'll file their paperwork. So independents have time. And we're one of the states that don't have a, a, a sore loser law, right? So if Bob doesn't make it on, he can just become a, an independent, right? Some states you can't do that. If you're in a... Are uh, you sure about that? Uh, according to Dave Norris, we don't, because I had this conversation with him. So I, he, I may be regurgitating what he said, but I believe there's not a... Um, so you're basically saying if one of these guys loses the Democratic primary, just, they can then say I'm running as an independent? As long as they do it prior to that deadline. Well, have to well the Democratic if primary... Neil, if Neil watches... Help me understand that, because the Democratic primary... Neil is, would confirm that. The Democratic primary is June 20th, and the deadline to file if you're an independent is June 20th. So there's... They're the same day. So the people that lose in the Democratic primary will know they lost after the deadline to file for the independent. Or he has a pretty good idea on the 18th or 19th that this isn't going to happen. It just switches to independent. There's some little wiggle room you can, you can go ahead and do that with. But, in, but this community, right. in this community, who would choose to run as an independent? Do you know the last independent to serve on council? I don't know who it is, but I know Bellamy tried to. He lost as an independent. Yeah. Do you know the last independent to serve? Do you? Do the last independent to I serve on Charlottesville City Council, Judah Wickhauer. The not. last non-Democrat. How's that to serve on City Council? Non-Democrat. Yeah. Well, there was a bunch of Republicans there for a while. No, not a bunch of Republicans. Way back when there was? No. In the 80s, 90s? The last non-Democrat to serve on City Council. I'm going to defer to you on that. Wasn't that Nakia? Nakia Walker. Oh, yeah. That's was right. an independent. That's and right. before that, Rob Schilling as yeah. a Republican. That's right. Look at you. Bob Fenwick has tried to run as an independent in years past, lost that independent race, and then ran as a Democrat and won. So that's interesting. So you're thinking that if Bob runs as an anti... If I was in Bob Fenwick's camp, I would say... Wouldn't that only accelerate their approval of it? I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, before November, Lloyd and Michael were talking about. Yeah, but they're going to do it before November. Actually, they would have till technically December thirty first. That's exactly right. Not before November. But That's exactly right. They will they do it before November? I think so. Yeah. And here's another thing: Will everything that's been done before December, actually December technically, everything that's been done before three other people enter council, can that all happen this year? I mean, because we know there's lawsuits percolating. Well, it'll get adopted. Then, then it depends on what the lawsuits does. So then it can just stop it, right? So the the ju- it, it, if they make if they take action, it'll be action. It'll be it'll be the law. Then a judge can just go ahead and say, do a. Um, I think over half. Help, this- help me, help me out with that. What's the terminology that they would use on it? Um, Appeal. No, they do a stay. They would do a stay on the on the inaction on the action implementation. That's the word I'm looking for on it. But look. Uh, I, the, I actually, and to his credit, um, Neil is an excellent human being. On Friday after the show, I called him up and I said, would you like to change the date? No. He's exactly what he said, though. No. Can't but change I, the date of a yeah, bet. That's yeah. the whole point of the bet. Yeah, I know. but I, What were you going to change it to, no, later? I, I, wish, I was going to see if he wanted to up it a little bit and I'd be willing to, to consider. Not too much, but let's pick a different date. But he said no to his credit. Uh, he he's got to realize that he's losing this battle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, that, there is um, <laughs> a, a, when the mayor sits no. in that chair and says, "This is not coming up. Who controls the agenda? It's not coming up." Right. So, uh, but anyway, so I 
I wanted to offer that to him as an olive branch. Will this even be settled this year? Oh, yeah. They will make sure it's done. That I can assure you. Do we think that? Oh, I do. Yeah. Bill, do you think that? I'm not going to bet my mustache on it. because. Will this even be settled this year? Yeah, it will. Absolutely. I think June was very unrealistic. It'll be settled before the election. Between June and December, that's what? No, no. Between June and November, it'll be settled. They will settle it between June and November. They will not want this. Matter of fact, I think it'll be probably close to the August or September they'll do it because I don't think that they're going to want this to be a campaign issue. I think they're going to. So you're thinking in the next four months this is going to be settled? I would agree with that, yeah. That seems incredibly ambitious. No, I, After I, hearing what Snook and Payne said. No, no. I, I mean, I'm just I'm, I'm tracking where it's at. They're going to release the, the next module, actually coming up next week, I believe. Uh, the, third, the third module. There'll be a couple of public things. The, the budget stuff is over, almost over, right? That, that part of the crazy season is over for the jurisdictions. You know, if you're Snook and Payne, who are running for re-election, why would you want to be seen pushing this through before you're running for re-election. If you're snook and pain, you would benefit from this getting dragged out to after the election. That's one way of looking at it. The other way of looking at now, it... Now, that's a June 20 primary, because there's no independent or Republican right now, so we'll know after June 20, if yeah. June 21... I'm talking the general, not, not the primary. Well, there is no general. There's no general well, election. November. There's no general election for city council. There are no Republicans or independents. Oh, no, no, running. no. I'm talking about the actual election in November. Yeah, but I'm saying there is no election. We're going to have three Democrats from the June 20th primary oh, yeah, got it, got it. put on a ticket. There and no one's going to run against them. I got it. There's an actual election. They have to be elected. Yeah, but there's only three people yeah, yeah, at that I point. It. I get it. So get we will well, know. And that's the point I was trying to make earlier. That by, Yeah, we're, we're on the same page. So... But there will be an election, right? They'll, they'll have to actually go through the process of electing. There'll be a general election, but if whoever, if no Republican or Democrat wins, if the three that come from the primary just vote for themselves, they win. It, it's about as close to being anointed. It's a slam dunk. As anointed yeah. as you could possibly get. So yeah. we know June 21, who is the majority of council for the next four years? So then I'm telling you, it'll be done before November. We'll see. What's your thinking why they won't? I just, uh, Snook and Payne made it very clear to us that they were significantly further behind than anyone ever thought they would be. Oh, that, well, I thought they would be. That's the reason I took the bet. But, but I don't think, I think they're going to want to put this to bed before November. I may be wrong, but that's my, that is my inkling at this point. I think they want to put it to bed. I think they want to start working on a bunch of other different things. Uh, that whatever that's important to them on that end of so they it. they got city manager. Yeah. City attorney. The, the implementation of this zoning rewrite, I don't think they even understand how difficult that's going no. to be. No. I don't. And that's what that... And looks. I also think that this zoning rewrite, Snook and Payne are more lukewarm than they were some time ago. Oh, no. I, I, I think they're lukewarm about so it. So you think that it won't pass? No. I still... Oh, I don't even have a prediction on that. But Michael Payne says on the dais, we can't build our way into affordability. And Lloyd Snook straight up says on the dais, and Juan Diego Wade echoes Lloyd Snook's comments that this zoning rewrite is taking on a life of its own and had momentum they never saw coming. So on that rewrite, upzoning, the next module is the most important module, and that's dropping according to to Seville plans together on April 10th. And that is the zoning administration review process. That is where the rubber meets the road. So the zoning districts, it's a bunch of pretty pictures, yada, yada, yada. We've done that. Uh, development standards, I've read through that. I can't that was tell the you, last one. I can't tell you how many times. Pretty standard stuff for the missing middle stuff that's going all around the country, you know, reduced parkings, height requirements, you know, uh, affordable housing densities and all that stuff. How those projects are going to be reviewed, processed, and done, that's where the rubber meets the road. I don't know if they, I don't think there's enough people on staff to do that. That's a lot of work. 
that might have to call the Easter Bunny. But that's a lot of our, that was the first smile of the show. The, the second smile, third smile of the show. But that's where the rubber is going to meet the road. So, okay, coach, I've got a zoning ordinance, right? I've got a standards. I'm ready to go ahead and do this. What is the process? That's the one that's dropping next. Um, we're having trouble trying to get stuff through the city now that is by right. Yeah. Wait until they're flooded. The land with- trust. I'm still trying to get bond money back from them that we're all done for a project that's four years old. That's people have been living in the house. I, saw, I, I, I misspoke. Been living in a house for three years. So how the hell are they going to, that's the big struggle. And do they have the budget for it? Do they have the human resources for it? Um, you know, you know, then you have what you mentioned. Um, you know, somebody is going to sue without a doubt. Oh, lawsuits are already going. Well, they can't act it. They can't. They can't proceed with the laws. I the mean, lawsuits are already being planned. Yeah, got it. They're already being. They have to take the action first. Conversate. They have to take the action first. <clears throat> but in any event, uh, it, it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. But uh, I think they will do this before November. Keith Smith. With the predictions. I love it. I love Before the Fridays. November. I, I heard it. Before November. Time will tell. So what are you doing this Easter weekend? Time will tell. Spending a lot of quality time with the family. We've got uh, the oldest has got swim lessons and squash lessons. We've got brunch plans. Got some happy hour plans. I'm going to play some squash myself. we got Easter bunny visiting, eggs to hunt, a neighborhood get-together. It's a busy one. How about hmm. you? Uh, we were going to go up to Connecticut to visit the kiddos. But, uh, you know, when you hit a certain age, driving for 8 to 12 hours after a show and then coming back because we have to come back on Sunday because we've got the show on Monday plus I've got meetings. Uh, we just, we're going to FaceTime the heck out of them. Uh, Yona's running a, uh, a race tomorrow morning. Nice, Yona. Pardon? Nice, Yona. Yep, she's running a race tomorrow. I'm doing a, a, a two-hour bike ride. Uh, Sunday, a shout-out to Michael Guthrie. Um, uh, they do a sunrise uh, service service at UVA over at the uh, the amphitheater there. Uh, you guys going? We do. We if we're in town, we do it every year. Nice. And then we're going to go out to Blue Moon for breakfast. And uh, I might take an afternoon off. There you go. Who knows? Keith Smith catching a little afternoon Z's over there. You know what? Good idea. There you go. You've <laughs> earned it. Get Forrest the dog, and you got a great outing right there. Oh, okay. Judah Wickhauer is the director. He's Keith Smith. The show is Real Talk with Keith Smith, archived at realtalkwithkeithsmith.com. Look at you. Pull down the partner tab. Partner tabs. The uh, data is on the website. But not I yet. Would, not yet, buddy. We've got to give the, the what director. What do you have it up today, right? We got to give yeah. give the director a little bit of time to go ahead and, and post that. So this is going to be sold dollar value, single family detached. Up from one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve jurisdictions. Right, I got that right. One, two, three, four, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I lied. Ten. Ten jurisdictions. Ten jurisdictions. And the reason why I'm a little sluggish today, I got up at three thirty this morning to do that, and this is only my second coffee. Three thirty. And the power of the power of the funny ears. Just, just isn't there today. The Easter Bunny ears, guys. And the hell with Amazon for not delivering my suit. I was so pumped for that. Well, we'll get it next year. There you go. We'll get it next year. Keith Smith, guys. Judah Wickhauer, Jerry Miller. Real Talk with Keith Smith, presented by Yes Realty Partners. The I Love Seville show is up at 1230. Tune in and um, get to know this community, guys. Thank you kindly for joining us. We will see you in one hour. Take care. Dun, 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 dun. He does that.